This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Project Inspire. Really exciting to be with you. I, for years, wanted to be part of this Shabbaton, and finally, after all these years, it's happened. Here I am. I'm really excited. I, uh, I'm sharing with you today. I figured I would run this particular class because they, they wanted to know where I wanted the possible you, taste of the possible you, where I wanted it because I have four speaking slots. So I said, why don't we put it on Friday? That way, if the people decide they'd like to actually do the seminar so they could actually come to it and have at least the most advanced warning as possible as opposed to hearing about it Saturday night or something. So you're hearing about it now. Here's the flyer. I have plenty of these to hand out. Um, I'll give them to you after the share. And, uh, and it's going to be in Lawrence. For the first time ever, I'm holding it in Lawrence in Long Island. And uh, I've been running it so far in only Haredi communities, um, which have been Borough Park, Flatbush, Muncie. Uh, it's generally run in Yerushalayim. That's where it's been run for the last 15 years. And, and now I'm trying to reach out a little bit to the non-black hatitude community. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But one thing I can tell you is last night was the introduction and the men's side was packed. And the women's side was not packed. Now, that might have been Thursday night. But uh, I'm really happy to see tonight the women's side has plenty of ladies and the men's sides. But, I mean, you never know. But if any of you ladies would like to be part of what you're about to hear, first of all, you will thank me forever. You'll also wind up texting me every day probably for the next year um, because that's what they do after the seminar. And it's only to express gratitude and breakthroughs and experiences they're having suddenly with their husband and with their, with their children and their and grandchildren and, uh, and really amazing feedback, which is happening. My last group I did two months ago in Muncie was a women's group. And they are still on the average of 50 to 70 texts per day on the group. Uh, just sharing victories and giving chizuk to each other before big job interviews or big uh, things they're doing that are that you know like one through a bar, bat mitzvah and normally she just falls apart before the bat mitzvah and then she she drinks a little wine before the bat, bat mitzvah and then it's uh, you know how she survives the family simcha and for the first time of years and years of throwing simchas she actually enjoyed every second of her own simcha. And, you know, it's just amazing breakthrough results that people have. Uh, just logistically, there's a men's seminar starting Sunday. It's going to be from 1 p.m. into the evening. It's on all non-work hours. Uh, that'll be from uh, 1 p.m. Sunday after, the part, after, the, after Project Inspire. And then it will go till the late night. And then every other every night after that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the men's seminar continues from 7 p.m. till 11. The women's seminar is on all work hours, and that is going to be daily from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m., six hours a day, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, six hours a day. It's an ex a very intensive time commitment, and that will go till... Uh, now ignore me. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I, I just do that for fun. The, uh, that will go, someone's shooting pictures of me. Um, that will go from, from 10 to 4 every day, 6 hours a day, every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, I really feel like, you, would you guys mind if I took off my coat? Is that? Okay, I'm just feeling a little kind of encumbered. Uh, yeah, Lakewood's, uh, it's definitely on my radar. Uh, it's just a time issue. I've not gotten to Lakewood yet. I do actually have a wife and kids in Jerusalem uh, where, I, where I do a lot of work and I don't have a ton of time 
over there in uh, Yerushalayim itself. So I, I make these little windows. For example, because of Project Inspired, I made this seminar. If it wasn't for Project Inspired, I would not be even coming to, to uh, Lawrence. So I generally book it like that. The next seminar is in Jerusalem for women. Uh, if you know anyone in Jerusalem, that's the 27th of March. The seminar after that will be Toronto, please God, um, which will be in uh, Thornhill, Toronto. Seminar after that is probably Mexico City. Uh, and, uh, and then, please God, we're going to make it back to the East Coast uh, before, before Shavuos. Giving you today a taste of the possible you is almost impossible, but I will, uh, I will do my best. If you notice, the hours that I just shared are very intensive. And the reasons the hours are so intensive is because in order to get into a human being, in order to get into a human being to literally... Uh, crack the code of a person's personality. It requires time. Human beings' personalities are, you could call it a personality, but you could also just as easily call a personality a fortress. Now, we all know ourselves as we know ourselves. That's who we are. But if you really would go under, like, I don't know, some kind of computer analysis, you would realize that your personality is actually a system of survival mechanisms to keep you safe. Your entire personality is set up for security, security purposes, which is wild that who I am is actually set up to protect myself. The things I got good at are things I got good at to cover up certain aspects. How I'll interact with you will either be dominate or avoid domination. So if I can dominate, I will. If I cannot dominate, I will run away probably, but I'll I'll get out of the situation quickly. The interaction, the way I'm using words is to seem smart. The endeavors I will be involved in will be the ones that I'm pretty sure I'm going to succeed in. I will be avoiding anything that might lead to a failure. I will dress in ways and be careful with how I present myself in order never to feel rejected. I will do my best to always remain safe. This is the way human beings are built. But here's the issue. Being built out of a security system that is your personality, your life, takes away your actual goal for life itself. It takes away what you want most out of life. And what it is you want more than anything else in this world, and all the ladies are going to agree with me, and all the men are going to say like, yeah, I guess so, is loving connection. Loving connection is all you've ever needed. It's all you've ever wanted. That's it. Now, you may have given up years ago on that, and you've gone for the counterfeit of loving connection. The counterfeit of love and connection is attention, significance, recognition, approval, acceptance. You probably have been quite a bit involved in the counterfeit based on disappointment. And also based on the fact that to have love and connection, you got to pay the price. And most people are not willing to pay the price. There's no free lunch, ladies and gentlemen. Everything you want in this world comes at a price. And loving connection also has a price. You know what that price is? Vulnerability. The price for love is vulnerability, and you all know it. In fact, you only let out, like almost like it's a gas pump where you're letting out the gas. 
letting out the fuel. You only let out the fuel to a recipient of your love based on safety. If you feel safe, you'll let out a little more. Feel safe, you'll let out a little more. Feel safe, you'll let out a little more. Don't feel safe. He comes home late. <laughs> don't, press the, don't press the gas pump. No one wants to get hurt. The price for love is vulnerability. And the ability to give that love is going to be a function of safety and security. Is this clear? The price for love, to have love in your life, love and connection, is vulnerability. I have to allow myself to be vulnerable, and I will only therefore give out love based on my sense of safety in that process. Does this sound normal? Everyone agrees with me on that? Well, guess what? If your whole entire personality is built out of protection devices, it will preclude you ever having full, connected love in your life. Meaning you, are, you have created, not purposely, but you have created the exact perfect conflict of a great desire for love and connection in this world and the impossibility of accessing it because of the personality being a fortress of protection. It's clear? Now, this is very heavy stuff I'm saying right now. Very heavy stuff. Because if your deepest desire is being blocked by your actual personality, what are you supposed to do with that? What are you supposed to do with that? My very instinct for protecting myself is in the way of achieving that which I need most. It would be like, you know, every animal in the world has survival mechanism, like a porcupine has its spikes and, and a lion has its teeth and claws and every animal is built to survive and every animal is built to also achieve that which it needs, which is its sustenance. But what a human being needs for sustenance, it cannot achieve because of its instinct to survive. Human beings are built for love. After the Holocaust, the orphanages were filled with children. Thousands of children were pouring out from where they had been hidden. And into these orphanages, the places were packed. They had to bring more beds, more blankets, more supplies. And for some reason, despite the shelter, clothing, and food that these children were given, the children were dying. They were getting sick and dying, and they couldn't understand why. And eventually they realized that the reason why is because, well, they noticed the quieter kids are the ones who are dying, and the ones that make noise and cry are the ones who were staying alive. Until someone finally put it together that the ones that are being held because they're crying, are staying alive, while the ones that were not given that connection were getting sick and dying. And they eventually, when they realized that, they brought in people from all over, come hold the babies. Just come hold them. This was duplicated in, this, in, uh, in Russia by putting infants on machines that would feed them and move their arms and muscles. And, and they had to take them off the machines within a month because they started dying. And they realized as a result of this that more important than food, clothing, water, shelter, more important than any of what you call your basic needs is love and connection. Before God created the world, God existed in undifferentiated oneness. God decided for whatever reason to create the world as other. Why? Because in this world there will be human beings who will desire to have this relationship with God as individuals having a relationship with God, choosing a relationship. 
which is a wild concept Kabbalistically because the whole creation is really made of God. It's all made of Elokus. So it's like God choosing God because you're made of Elokus and now you're choosing to have a relationship with God. But there is something, we'll never understand God, but for some reason our relationship with God brings great what's called Nachas Ruach in Shemayim when we have that relationship. Now this world's very confusing. I mean, when you walk through this world with all the billboards and trillions of dollars of marketing to totally distract your mind from the purpose of creation, how is God going to ever succeed in the goal of having this relationship with us? And the answer is that God put in us two things. One, a soul, which is your fiber optic link out of physicality to relate to God. You've been given a soul. And number two is every single one of us started our lives in a nine-month undifferentiated oneness. We all started our lives off in the womb of our mothers, in the undifferentiated oneness. And then one day we were born separate from that oneness. And ever since then, we have only desired to get back to that oneness. God made this easy for us by giving us these beautiful antennas, butterfly antennas, that receive, give, love, connection. And you'll notice, meet any two-year-old toddler in the world, you will see that they are total engagement, total connection, total intimacy. Those little two-year-olds, two-and-a-half-year-olds. Their antennas are completely intact. But then one day, something went wrong. For every one of us, one day, something went wrong. It might have been we walked out into the room and we said something that we thought was cogent and and articulate, but we must have said the wrong thing because the whole room burst out laughing. We were probably three and a half, four years old when that happened. And for the first time, those little antennas just kind of, have you ever touched the antenna of 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 a snail? What do they do? They recoil. And when that happened, all of a sudden, for the first time ever, our antennas were touched, and we just went like that. And then we tried to come back out a little bit, and it was just a matter of a small thing like uh, not getting picked for a team, or not getting picked for a, a play in school, or being asked to read and not doing a very good job, to the giggles of the children around us, and once again... The antenna's got another little not getting picked up from school, being the only kid left outside, or being left in shul, or losing your mommy in the market. You're not my mommy. There is no way to protect our children from all the myriads of incidences that take place in a given day. But here's the real scary factor. And the scary factor is that once a couple of those incidents take place growing up, once a couple of those incidents take place and you start to develop a sense of self based on those experiences, i.e., not good enough, not pretty enough, not handsome enough, not, um, or let's say ugly, uh, dumb, uh, unlovable, unacceptable, uh, incapable, weak, small, uh, helpless, worthless. I mean, you name it, because every circumstance will have a, a takeaway. Every circumstance you have as a kid has a takeaway. And that takeaway becomes a stamp on one's so far 
unformed personality. And once those things get stamped on the personality, at that point, you decide to survive. From that point on, life is about survival. And you're still just a little kid. You take those antennas, those beautiful antennas of your butterfly, and you just, I don't know what you do. I, I mean, you're probably, I don't want to say you clipped them, because what I do in The Possible You is give them back to you. So let's just say you folded them down. And, I don't know, maybe sutured them. You, you sewed them down. We're not going to go there anymore. It's too dangerous. The world is too dangerous for me. And now just add siblings, like if you had lots of siblings, and you just go quiet. It's not worth it. And you choose one or two people you feel safe with, and that's it. Ever since you came to this world, all you have wanted is loving connection. That's what you're here for. It's what's called in Lashon HaKodesh, Devekis, Achtus, Ahava. It's what we're here for. It's for us to have this with God, with one another, and with ourselves. But our very personality has blocked our access to that which we need most. And therefore, we have been driven to satisfy ourselves, but it's not a satisfaction, just kind of a supplement of attention, significance, recognition. But it does not provide the nutrients that any human being would want to survive on. And so in the end, we are ripped off and we spend our lives not interfaced with the people who are actually closest to us. Beneath all of this, beneath everything I have shared with you, is a beautiful child inside you. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot my guitar. I'm sp at this point, I was supposed to play you a song. And my, my assistant has my guitar once. Please get it. <laughs> I'm getting it. Beyond, <laughs> on the other side, I can't believe I forgot my guitar. I'm a little jet lagged. Where is that guy? Uh, he's called Abe Lincoln. His name's Rafael, but Siri doesn't understand Rafael so well. So in Israel, his phone's George Washington, and here it's Abe Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> These are tricks. If you ever have names that Siri doesn't understand so well, you just switch them to, like, Presidents of the United States. <laughs> come on, come on. Anyone know what, what room we're in here? just dialing him once in a while? Well, you need him. Yeah, he, he pulled up with, it was in the car, but now it's probably in this building somewhere. Okay. Still not answering. Just, uh, just let it, just every once in a while I'll redial it. Okay. How are you doing? Oh, it's him? Oh, Baruch Rafael? Yeah. Hi, I forgot I needed my guitar for this class. If you can get it here like ASAP, 
It's we're in Hartford. Hartford. Yeah, it's right near the entrance off the parking lot. It's exactly to the right of the entrance from the from the uh, garage. Yeah, I see him. Okay, bye bye. We're all good. We're all good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I spoke to the mission. Yeah, sure. There's a mission. The Chizik mission. Yeah, I spoke to them too. I spoke to both groups. Okay, <laughs> that was a brief intermission. Underneath all of this is a beautiful child that is inside of you. And that beautiful child inside of you has full and total access to interpersonal connection and love. Inside of you, underneath all of what I just shared, is this child, this beautiful child. And she, or he, has been waiting for you to get back in touch with him and her. <laughs> so used to speaking to one, uh, one gender at a time. He or, she, he or she has been waiting for you to get back in touch Let's put it like this. I'd like, oh, so something I was, I was going to share. I'm sorry. When that got stamped on you, all the things that happened, that became how you got to know yourself, when all those things got stamped, what happened was you started to know yourself that way. That, well, then I guess that's who I am. I must be that person. But what happens next, and I'm going to ask you guys, just let me give a scenario. Uh, let's say a father leaves his kid in shul and realizes, you know, two minutes later, turns around and comes back. Now, who's the idiot here, the father or the kid? The father's obviously the idiot. Who feels like the idiot? The kid. And suddenly the kid starts having voices about his or herself. And then the next day in school, the teacher is handing out treats to each kid. And just when the teacher gets to, to you, the teacher's cell phone rings and just, you know, shuts off the ringer and then goes to the next kid and perfectly skipped you. And then that night you get home and it's like dessert time. And just when it was time for you to get your dessert, your mother gets a phone call. Now I'm going to ask you all a question. What are the chances that within the next 24 hours after that missed dessert, what are the chances in the next 24 hours there's going to be another situation? I'm left out. I don't count. I don't matter. Some kind of situation where you don't exist, really. What are the chances? What do you think? High or low? Very high. And the question is why? It's the same question of why do bullies perfectly find a kid to bully. There could be a hundred kids, but if you're the kid to be bullied, they will smell you out and find you. It'll be just like I, I was behind a woman once in Israel at a counter, and it, I was behind her, she was next, and the person behind the counter said, can I help you, to me, over her head. And I said, well, she's next. And he's like, just give me her order. And she was just like, she was not insulted at all. She was just like, Obviously, because I don't exist. She was like, please order. And I, of course, refused. I said, I, I will not order. You're before me. You order. And she's like, no, no, please. You go ahead. <coughs> it doesn't matter what... I know, it's funny, but it doesn't matter what nationality you are if you don't exist... If you don't exist, they'll take the person behind you in line. I asked you the question, how do we, do we know that something will happen to the same person within 24 hours? And the answer is yes. 
Have you ever been walking on a city street and you think about someone and then they walk around the corner? You ever notice that? Or thought about someone and then suddenly they call you? Is that physically possible? Physically, is that possible? No, it's not physically possible, but it is spiritually possible because there are wave patterns. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I could use some of those too. Hey, now I know who I am. Are you sure? Yeah. What room are we in? This is my new roommate. Rafael. I love sharing a room with my assistant. Everyone, Rafael Kalish, he's uh, going to be helping me and has been helping me for all of my endeavors. Thank you very much. Um, and, you, and for registration, he'll, he'll be available or I'll be available for anyone who wants to register. Should I put it on now? I think I'll wait on that. <laughs> I'll put it on, I'll put it on. Okay. The answer is that it's highly predictable that what is going to be happening in the next 24 hours is that same exact scenario is going to play out and play out and play out until you get so justified that this is what your life is that you can predict it totally and nor should you expect anything else. And, then, and therefore, every personality mechanism that you have created to protect yourself from feeling that way is going to be there. And you will, you will be using it unconsciously. You will be using every protective mechanism to make sure you never feel that way again. And yet, nevertheless, it will come up. And you'll have your way you react predictably for when it comes up. Underneath all of this <coughs> is a whole new pattern. I'd like, I don't know why, I always, I always stand on a chair when I do this, but I want you to imagine you're standing on a bridge in a, like a Japanese pond underneath you, and you're on this beautiful bridge, the weeping willows are all around, and here's a pond that's like a sheet of glass. And you take one pebble, you take this pebble, and you throw it off the bridge, and it lands in this sheet of glass. And what it does is it creates this perfect, perfectly concentric circle. And that concentric circle moves in a wave pattern beautifully across the pond. That is the beautiful child in you. And that's why you'll notice, I don't know if there will be toddlers here at Project Inspire, but that's why you'll notice how when you see a toddler, you just can't help but... You hear that? Couldn't have timed that better. When you hear a toddler, you see a baby, you're just, you're drawn to that child. They, they're just amazing. You notice they never break eyes. Where do they learn to break eyes, like to move away with their eyes to disengage? From us. They learn it later. When they hug, they hug with all of their being. When you cried, you cried with everything you had. When's the last time you cried like that? Except for probably maybe feeling sorry for yourself or something, but, but to cry with a full cry like that. When they laughed, they laughed with a belly full of jelly. How many times did you try to stand until you succeeded. Can you imagine at your age now you tried to stand? If you tried to, sorry, learn how to stand at this age, you'd just quit. You know what, I'll just slide around. That pebble that you dropped into that sheet of pond perfectly makes the most delicious, gorgeous circle, wave pattern of loving connection. But what happened is, though you threw that pebble in, in your right hand you had a few more pebbles coming once you were three and a half, four, five, six years old, based on the circumstances that I shared with you, things that happened. And what happened is, 
not, you had that first circle, but then what happened is a couple more pebbles got thrown in. Have you ever thrown more than one pebble in? What it does is it creates what is called in physics interference patterns. So they're each making a perfect circle, but they're interfering with the other wave patterns. And now you have interference patterns coming across. It's no longer that beautiful wave pattern. And that new wave pattern is going to draw other people's relationship to you to, as I said before, the same exact scenario is going to recreate itself over and over again. Now, but guess what? You have another handful of, forget pebbles, you have another handful of gravel. And you know what that, those little tiny rocks are? Those are the personality moves we make to never be hurt again. So as I said, there were things that happened that we believed about ourselves, and then there were all our other moves we made to protect ourselves from ever being hurt again. And so imagine now a handful of gravel into the water. And all that anyone gets from us is our protection and the child inside of us slowly withers away. Every one of you remember a time where life was much better because that time where life was much better was when you were that toddler. That toddler has been waiting for you. So now, in our closing moments, I'm going to lead you on a meditative experience. We're going to turn off the lights. Those who are really sleepy are going to fall asleep. Just kidding. You won't fall asleep. And I'm going to break out my guitar. And you are going to take a little journey back to the beautiful child in you. I got to tune up a little bit just to make sure our travel didn't mess this up. This is going to come out great on video, by the way. You have a, uh, you have a, like a smartphone flashlight or something. We're about to shut off the lights, so I don't know what's going to happen. This is just my second CD. By the way, I have CDs on sale. Uh, at the Partners Com... At... I've got to stop saying that. At Project Inspire. I'm so used to being in this hotel for the H-Tour Partners Conference. And so every time I say Project Inspire, I start with Partners Conference. Everyone, relax. And let's... Um, can you do me a favor over there? Um, just... Uh, Start off with the uh, AC system at the top. See if you can turn that off. Is it have power available? Just see if the power button's available on that to shut it off just to get quiet. Oh, great. Oh, that's nice, like that, yeah. Oh, we may have some light. Is there a power button on there or it's not available? What'd you say? Yeah, I want it. Oh, it's off? Yeah. Okay. Can you just check that AC system, see if the light, if you can shut it off? Okay, and then uh, if you can just hit the lights, these overheads. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, don't worry about the AC if it's uh, still on. It's not a big deal. Okay, here we go. if you can reach your cell phone, make sure it's not going to ring. You know, put it on flight mode for a moment. Definitely don't want a phone ringing. You don't have to worry about the AC now. You can just relax, grab a seat. Throughout the Possible Use Seminar, for every 
couple points that we make. We turn off the lights and we go into what we call a deepening. Because knowing something doesn't make a difference, every smoker knows it's hurting them and they keep smoking. Every overeater knows it is hurting them and they keep overeating. We all know we're doing things in the interaction with our spouses and children that aren't working, but we keep doing them. But something else happens when you go down to the feelings. When you actually feel the true impact of something, you never go back. All of us have known people who have stopped a destructive behavior when they finally got it from the head to the heart and sometimes it's too late. In the possible you, because of all the hours we spend together, we finally break through, we crack the code of your system. And once inside, we are able to create the innate beauty Come grab a seat, ladies, before we start. I'm about to start. Find a seat somewhere. There's several seats in front. We're able to create the innate beauty that you are and to achieve the personal connection. Every sound you hear, please close your eyes, take a deep breath in. Every sound you hear is just bringing you to a greater state of relaxation. The strumming of the guitar, my voice, even the sounds of the doors opening and closing is bringing you to a deeper state of relaxation. And the sound of the music outside as well, and the sound of the ambient noise of the voices is bringing you to a deeper and deeper state of relaxation. With your eyes closed, taking a deep breath and release. We're coming into Shabbat, to Shabbos Kodesh. Release. Deep breath and release. Everything is bringing you to a deeper state of relaxation. What you would call distractions are actually enhancing the experience of relaxation. Close your right hand now, make a fist, and put inside your right hand everything you ever thought or believed about yourself. Every limiting statement, only the negative ones, Everything you ever thought about yourself from when you were a kid, all that you believed about yourself, based on those circumstances, put it in your right hand, make a fist. Whether it was your looks, perhaps you thought you were ugly. you thought you were dumb, unlovable, unacceptable, unworthy, or worthless, weak, small, invisible, incapable, not as good as some sibling perhaps. Put it in your right hand. You will notice, based on what is inside your right fist right now, that it has shaped your entire interaction with the world around you. There is no truth to what is in your right hand. It is only based on a young kid's identification with circumstances that took place that young kid identified with those circumstances and allowed those circumstances to define who they were.
realize that whatever your schedule permits or doesn't permit, one thing is for sure, you will always be with you during that time. Realize now and take deep in your heart a greater commitment to you that if there is one thing that you don't have time for, that is living your life based on what's inside your right hand. And there is no greater priority that exists in the world than getting back to the beautiful child in you. Release your right hand right now. thousands of miles for years and years without servicing that car you know that car will break down so too you in your own life it is time for you to check your car in to a service station and if you don't do it for yourself do it for your spouse, for your children, kinder, grandchildren, for the people you spend your life with. Take a deeper breath. Take a smaller step. Let your motor cool. Slow down to a crawl. Your defenses fall Feel your soul refuse Everything you thought All that you believed Hold it in your hand And let it go Nothing left to fear to receive setting free the child Chase a butterfly Climb a mountainside Once again you're flying The person of your dreams Coming into view Nobody can take that dream away Somebody who trusts Somebody who shares Someone like the child
that you believe. Hold it in your hand and let it go. Hold it in your hand and let it go. Everyone you love, everyone you love, want you to achieve. They want to meet the child. They want to meet the child. Beautiful child in you. five, opening up your eyes, coming up one, two, three, four, and five, opening up your eyes. Um, you can hit uh, one of the lights there, just one of the minor lights. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I highly, please hit the lights there, please. I highly advise you, especially the ladies, because the men's seminar seems to be filling up nicely. I highly advise you, ladies, I don't know what you are supposed to be doing next week, but it is Erev Shabbos, and it's not too late to make a few calls. Not only do you deserve this, but everyone in your life deserves to have you generating from the beautiful child in you and not what has been going on. And you will see magical things happen in your life, and it will only get stronger and stronger over time. It is 10 a.m. Monday, 17, which is Gematria Toiv, Beachwood Drive. You can register online or you can just show up. I will accept you, especially if you say you were here for this time. Um, I'm going to hand out flyers. If you want to learn more, it's thepossibleyou.org. Men, you are also all welcome. Thepossibleyou.org. And the men's group starts 1 p.m. Sunday. And the women's group starts... 10 a.m. on Monday. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.